You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you inspiration and resources to help you discover and live from your truest self. The Collected Podcast is a production of Collected Ministries, a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping disciples of Jesus discover and live from their true identity in Christ, recognize and walk in their divine purpose within the kingdom of God, and experience growth in their capacity for mature, healthy relationships. Follow Collected on social media at Collected Ministries, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and additional content related to today's episode. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 17 of The Collected Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Biondo, and this week I am so excited to welcome Maria Abbey to the show. She is founder of Running Myself Together, and she'll tell you more about that, um, but just the short description is that it's a ministry dedicated to bringing Christ's light to women through running and mental health awareness. So Maria, welcome to the show. Hi, Jess. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited and so honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we're (laughs) excited to have you. And to get started today, I was wondering if you could fill us in a little bit about your background and what led you to starting Running Myself Together. Yeah, absolutely. So when I was about 15, I was diagnosed with an eating disorder. And um, I think I'd kind of always struggled with body image issues and uh, anxiety throughout my childhood. But it really wasn't until I was in high school that that became, I guess, a known diagnosis for me. Um, so I struggled with that throughout high school. And then when I got to college, I realized and learned via therapy that I also struggled with anxiety and depression. So um, I spent a lot of time in therapy working through those things, understanding why I was experiencing that, specific coping mechanisms to help me through. Um, And then by chance, when I was in college, I had some girlfriends that were on the cross country team. And in order to hang out with them, I would go on runs with them because they would have practices and they'd have to do their own runs on their own. Um, And so I would go with them and we would have a great time. We'd have these deep conversations. And it really felt like for the first time in my life, my racing mind was matching my racing body. And in those moments, it felt like I could you know, really parse through the emotions that I was experiencing and um, work through, um, you know, my whatever was making me anxious at the time or whatever slump I was in with depression. And it opened up my whole entire world and really transformed um, my therapy. It was, it was kind of used in therapy as a tool for me once I figured it out, like once I fell upon it. Um, And I really wanted to eventually bring that to other people. I thought that I had found, you know, the holy grail of life (laughs) outside of Christ, of course. But you know what I mean? Like that thing that totally transformed my everything. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to bring that to to other people who were struggling with the same things that I was struggling with because um, at the time, I mean, social media wasn't very prevalent. The internet wasn't as what it is today. So it really felt like no one was talking about these things. So mm-hmm. I wanted to bring that to other people. And that's why I started started running myself together simply as a blog where I was sharing my story and sharing what I'd gone through and what I was continuing to go through. And then it evolved into um, a ministry. And now I'm a certified run coach and personal trainer. And I work with clients to... Um, primarily women, 
actually only women, (laughs) um, to help them begin their running journeys and how they can approach it from a mind, body, soul perspective to use it as a tool in their own day-to-day lives. Um, So it's been amazing to watch God work through it and for it to grow and for me to continue to have a platform myself to be able to talk through things that I'm still going through. So um, that is the shortened abridged version. (laughs) Yes, that's amazing. So as you've, as you started the blog, and then it's grown into this ministry, what would you say are some surprising doors that God has opened along the way? Oh my gosh, it feels like every single day, there's something. It still boggles my mind when people reach out asking for a run coach. And I don't know why that is, because it's, it's what I put out there into the world. But um just knowing that there are those who also want to join in on this journey is so profoundly impactful in my life. And then also very humbling too. Um, So, so grateful. Some things that have happened. So there is a company um, that leads pilgrimages to um, holy places throughout throughout the country and the world. And they reached out to me and asked if I would lead the first ever faith and fitness pilgrimage. So, now, this was all pre-COVID, but we were going to go to Italy and hit various spots in Italy. So for some background, I'm Catholic. So we were going to go to the Vatican and we were going to go to all these different spots. And of course, we were going to drink some wine in Tuscany and all that fun <laughs> stuff. But every single day we were going to do some sort of physical activity, whether it be running or a workout. And we were going to spend the majority of that trip talking about the uh, mind-body-soul connection and how we all need how we need to address all of it. Um, Um, so that door opened and it was, I think at that moment where I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I never even like, it was one of those things where I was like, I never even would have thought that this could be a possibility, but God is so good. Um, unfortunately due to COVID that had to be postponed and then canceled, but it's still on the radar. So hopefully we'll be able to do that again soon. Even if we have to do it stateside for a couple trips before we can go abroad, um, And then other opportunities, uh, especially speaking events, I find that it is the most rewarding for me when I get to meet with people face-to-face and share my story and then hear them share their stories. And there's something about the collective storytelling that brings healing still to myself and to Mm -hmm. others. And it's just a beautiful experience. So even the small things uh, like... I don't know, being asked to, to, I don't know, anything really that that's, I can't find the words because every moment is so profoundly (laughs) humbling for me that, that this, that God is working so much through this. So it's been beautiful to watch. Well, you said earlier, you know, you're still surprised when someone reaches out and they want a run coach. And I feel like that's something that I've kind of struggled with in the past too is believe, like I struggle to believe sometimes that people are going to want what I have to offer. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, God continues to surprise me of like, oh no, people listen to the podcast or yeah. people want the run coach. It's like, I feel like the gifts I have maybe aren't worth as much, you know, but, but that's just a lie. And we have to just take the bold step, give the yes, and then God will do the rest with it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, as you have been on this path, have there been some obstacles you've had to overcome, whether they're 
personal insecurities or, you know, kind of outward forces? I think what you just touched on is exactly what I still struggle with almost. I mean, not daily at this point, but for a while there it was daily. And I think it's twofold. It's one, um, what people call imposter syndrome. So believing that you don't have the qualifications to do something. um, And so that when you're putting that work out there or that service out there, you feel like an imposter because uh, you just don't have the confidence in yourself. So um, I fully prescribe to the fake it till you make it. (laughs) And it seems to be working well. (laughs) Um, But no, but it does help to just put yourself out there and take the leap and take the risk in order to work through that. Hmm. Um, So that is one thing that I have struggled with, especially, you know, my target audience, Christian women, right? But from a run coach perspective, it's primarily those women who are starting out on their running journeys. So, you know, if you're trying to qualify for Boston, yeah, I can, I'm sure I can help you get there, but I might not be the best coach for you. You There might be a better one out there because what I try to focus on more are those women that are, that are not, who don't uh, see themselves as runners, but want to be runners Mm. and use that as a tool in their lives. So you know, because I've never run the Boston Marathon. Sometimes I'm like, do I really know what I'm doing? And that's where you have, I have to jump in and combat those thoughts because it's not true at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's twofold because then I think in being in ministry, and I'm sure you experience this too, we're far more likely to be under spiritual attack because the devil doesn't want us to be doing work for Christ, right? So we're going to be, we're going to face that, um, negativity and we have to be cognizant of, you know, is this a thought that's coming that, that's true or where is this actually coming from? Is this from Christ or is it not? And so you have to kind of navigate that and be um, wa- walking step-by-step step with Christ in order to navigate those those feelings, experiences, mm. emotions, all of that. Yeah. Is there any specific like character trait that you've learned about God that has really carried you through some of those tough times? I think it has been me learning how to surrender and trust and knowing that he is faithful, Mm -hmm. but understanding that his faithfulness doesn't mean that it works out the way that I think that it should work out. His faithfulness means that it's going to work out the way that he wants it to work out, but it's going to be so much better than I could have ever imagined. Mm. And time and time again, I, you just in my personal life, in my ministry, in my work life, I've built out so many different ideas. And I'm like, this is it, God. I know this is going to be great. And it's not intrinsically bad and it's not intrinsically evil, right? But I hold on so tightly to that plan and that idea and then, you know, watch it be ruined, but only for something better from God to be put in its place. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's, that's the biggest thing that I've learned that he is going to be faithful. If he is calling me to this, he is going to be faithful. It just might not look like what I think it should look like. And that's okay. Yeah. And I've been learning a lot about, like you said, that his provision can come in so many different ways. And we had a guest on a few weeks ago who was talking to about this idea that sometimes we don't recognize his provision if we're caught too much in the thick of it, you know, yes. that we have to sometimes take a step back and recognize like, oh, 
wait, this word of encouragement from a random stranger was God's provision in that moment. Or, you know, sometimes it's not this massive thunderbolt or revelation, but it is something small, but that's still from the Lord. Right, exactly. And I think it's being aware of that every single day and every single moment. Um, Because like you said, it's so easy to get stuck in the day-to-day. It's so easy to get stuck in our feelings and our emotions Mm -hmm. and the drudgery of it all. Um, But it helps so much to pick our heads up and look around and and find him in everything. So absolutely. Yeah. What, as you were talking about kind of letting go of control a moment ago, what are some things that you've had to release in your life in order to continue to give God your yes? Yeah, man. Man. So many things. Um, I think number one being the eating disorder, right? Because for most people that experience eating disorders, a lot of it boils down to control in that they feel out of control. So the one thing that they can control is food, what they're eating, what they're not eating. So fully surrendering that uh, has was hard, very hard, because there's so many. It's it's not a black and white issue. It's not a black and white situation. And so there's a lot that goes into it. Um, so that was the number one thing that was hard and took many, many years for me to unravel. But, but the freedom on the other side is so much better than the life that I was living with an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. So to truly be free from that, whatever you want to call it, um, disorder, disordered eating, whatever it is, whatever you experience in that way. Uh, so liberating because at during that period of my life, my mind was so focused, so honed in on food and control and those things that it was like I had blinders on and I couldn't, I, yeah, I was faithful. Yeah. I was going to church. Yeah. I was praying, but like, was I truly experiencing Christ in a deep relationship? No, because I, I just couldn't, I couldn't because I was so focused on that. So being able to let that go. And of course that came with lots of therapy and a lot of things, right? It takes a lot to undo that, that stuff. Um, But being on the other side of it is so freeing. And I continue to see Christ working in my life, having, you know, let that go. I think the other thing actually happened to me recently. I was um, in a long term relationship that I thought was going to end in marriage. We were talking about a lot. We were doing all the steps to get there for reasons that I won't dive into because it's still so fresh. Um, it, it didn't end up working out, but I knew, in, and I knew in my gut that it wasn't going to work out, but I had, it's so crazy what we do in our heads. I had built such a future and such a life with this person in my mind and thought that we were on the same page with, with, things that we ultimately weren't though. I, you kind of like look, you try to like look past that a little bit when you're so in love. Oh Um, yeah. (laughs) And so, but deep down in my gut, I just knew I was like, this is not right. But I had built such a life in my mind of what our future would look like that it was so hard for me to, I just kept pushing that feeling down in my gut because I didn't want to give up what I had built in my head. I didn't want to give up the supposed future that I had. It wasn't until the end of 2020 where I was like, some things happened and I had actually in prayer said, okay, God, 
things aren't moving forward in the way that I had hoped and anticipated with this relationship after X number of years. And I'm, I just turned 30. So it's not, you know, I'm in my, my, I was in my later twenties at the time I was ready for that. Um, and so I said, Christ, I fully surrender this to you. Like, if you don't want me to be in this relationship, mm. I won't, but you're going to have to make it very obvious that I'm not supposed to be in this relationship. And so, uh, Long story short, he, Christ, God, made it very obvious that I was not supposed to be in that relationship. So I ended up breaking up with that boyfriend after three years, after going through all the steps to get to engagement. And it was hard because I knew I was about to walk into suffering, right? Like you're, you know, it's going to hurt. Yeah. But I I did it anyways. And only by the grace of God was able to do it. Now that I'm months removed from that and have been, you know, I dove back into therapy. I was like, I'm going to need this. (laughs) You know, I clung to my friends. I went home and visited my family. I worked on my ministry. I started working out a lot and doing the things that I love. And months now removed from that, I can just see God's blessing pouring into my life. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just the people that he's brought into my life, the opportunities that he's brought into my life, the fact that the anxiety that I felt for all those years in that relationship is now gone. I don't have it. I'm not wondering where someone else, where someone else is in their mind and their heart. I am like fully able to surrender my life to Christ now because I'm not so tied to something here on earth. So all of that to say, um, sometimes, You have to do the hard thing, knowing that it's going to cause suffering, but understand that God takes that suffering and makes beautiful things come out of it. And so that is a recent example. (laughs) Sorry, that was long-winded, but that is a recent example of, you know, something that I've gone through that's really, you had had to trust Christ. I had to trust as well. Yeah, Yeah. and I've had a few times in my life where I have prayed that prayer of like, Lord, if this isn't your best, Mm -hmm then make it clear. Like it is yours, make it clear, take it away. And that is a hard prayer to pray. Oh my gosh, it is. But coming out of it, you know, just like you said, you experience the freedom from releasing the control of the eating disorder. Mm -hmm. Now you have, like it brings freedom. Like obedience brings freedom even when it's hard. And I think you can't that see, but I'm clapping, yeah, <laughs> snapping, <laughs> clapping. Yes, <laughs> and and that you know somebody who's in the thick of that decision making right now, like it's like yeah, easy for us to say, but so I guess my next question is, what would you say to somebody who is in a situation, maybe not a breakup, maybe not an eating disorder, maybe one of those, but just any situation that is just wrought with anxiety maybe some control, maybe some fear, and they hear you sharing about experiencing freedom on the other side, and they want that, they want to get there, but it feels so unattainable. What would you say to that person? Oh, first I would say I get it. Like I have been there. I think we've all been there so many times. Um, I often call those periods of life the middle, like you're just stuck in the middle. You don't know how to get out and you can't go back. Um, but I would suggest doing doing what I did in that fully surrendering it, 
even if you have to mentally picture going to the foot of the cross and taking whatever that thing is and just putting it at the foot of the cross saying, Lord, I surrender this to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a mental practice that I, a mental prayer that I did a lot during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also one thing that I did not do that I should have done is listen to your gut. So under, try to try to understand what is causing you so much anxiety? What is, there's something that's triggering that and you have to get to the root of it in order to understand, you might have to get to the root of it in order to understand what your next step is. Mm. Um, and then do the hard thing. Like if, you, if your gut is telling you something is wrong here, it's telling you that for a reason. Mm. Um, and of course, you know, praying diligently throughout that whole entire discernment process or whatever it is that you're going through in order to make sure that you are um, open to receiving what God is telling you. And I get it because sometimes you're like, I don't know what God wants. I can't hear him. Um, And so then I think sometimes you, you pray a prayer of trust and you take whatever leap it is that you have to take. And then you trust that he is either going to walk you through it or help you get out of it, whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be. Yeah. And I think I've learned so many times in my own life that if I like, I'm trying to release control of something, give God my yes, trying to move forward. If I make a wrong choice along the way, it's still going to be okay. Exactly. (laughs) That's what the grace of God is for too. Because I think when we're caught in that anxiety, we can be like immobilized because it's like, well, what if I decide and then it's wrong and then I'm worse off than I was? Or like, I don't know, but it's like sometimes you just take the first step and then if it's not the right one, you can try a different one. I We put a lot of pressure on ourselves to get it right yeah. the first time. And I don't think we have to do that. Exactly. And I think we especially do it when it comes to discernment of like um, things in our personal life, a dating relationship. Should I marry this person? Uh And sometimes you have to look at it as stepping stones as opposed to a big leap. And I think, you know, as, and I'm sure you understand this, as someone who starts their own ministry or business, you have to take those risks. You have to take those jumps and then pivot along the way. But I think sometimes in our own personal lives, we think that we have to have it all figured out before we do something, when in reality we're allowed to pivot. And like you said, it's by God's grace. That's that's what it's there for. Yes. yes. As long as our, our decisions, you know, aren't like unbiblical. Of course. But within, you know, the realm of things that are biblical, we have so many options. And that's the beauty of this adventure of life with the Lord is that we get to choose things along the way. Yeah. And as long as we're seeking him like he sees our hearts in the right place. And I think he can honor multiple paths that we choose. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So I don't know. That just, <laughs> just verbally processing, you know? No, um, but that's exactly right. I mean, we have the free will to choose. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes we are presented with two things that are both good. Yeah. And, and that's, our loving father allowing us to have the ch- the freedom to choose what we want. Yeah. He loves us that much. Yeah. So that's good. So earlier in the conversation you mentioned the connection between did you say like 
mind, body, spirit, or I don't remember exactly how yeah. you worded mind, it. Mind, body, soul connection, yeah. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about that connection and how you foster it in your own life and maybe what our listeners can do to start to build that more in their lives? Yeah, absolutely. So I try to look at it, it being life, <laughs> not come, uh, not in boxes, right? So not that what I do in my for my physical health is different than what I do for my mental health. That is different than what I do for my spiritual health. Now, yeah, you'll have different practices for each, but it's really about looking at the whole person because sometimes, you know, if I'm not eating healthy, I might experience some mental health stuff. Or if I, for, so for example, if I'm drinking too much caffeine, then I might have some anxiety. And so looking at it from a whole life perspective um, is really how I try to approach it. So, you know, when I'm working with a client and we're talking about running, first of all, my approach is never to be mean. <laughs> like I'm not going to yell at you in any sort of way, because when we put that kind of pressure on ourselves, then we don't feel good overall. And that's Mm -hmm. not the goal. Um, So when I'm working with a client, we'll talk through, okay, now here are like the mechanics of running. And here is what you're going to do on your long run. And here's what you're going to do to prepare for your long run. Before you go out for that long run, I want you to set an intention. And I want you to have a list of people you're going to pray for, because then it takes it the pressure off um, performance. Now, you know, a certain speed or a certain pace may be the goal for that run. But you can, but, but you can look at it from a whole perspective in that you're intentionally going out. You have set an intention. Maybe the intention is I had a really crummy day at work. I'm going to offer this up, this run up to the Lord and try to, you know, just burn off some of that stress. And then I'm also going to pray for some people along the way. And it brings it into a wholeness perspective. And it's not just about, it's not just about your physical body. Because when we make it just about our physical body, we forget that we are we have a mind, a body, and a soul. And we have to address all three of those things. So that's an example of how I approach it, you know, realistically. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, as we're kind of wrapping up here, are there any specific projects you'd like to mention? Anything new you're working on? Um, yeah, so they're all in early stages. Yeah. Um, but... I don't even know what I'm allowed to share at this point. Yeah. Um, well, we don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you heard work- it here first. Yeah, exactly. We are working on some fun things. They might have um, a bunch of pages, if you understand. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what the Lord the Lord doth provide, and we'll see what he has to say about the whole thing. Um, but then also, you know, we're working on, we released, we, me, (laughs) (laughs) to make me sound like I have a whole team. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I released a women's intro to running plan, um, plan earlier this year. And so my goal this year is to then take that and build out other plans and then also put together group, uh, groups that will go through the plan together. Oh, and so cool. that towards the end of the year. Um, and then uh, merchandise, which will be super fun. I Yay. can't wait. <laughs> well, as those things get rolled out, make sure you send them my way and I'll update 
you yeah. know, our listeners, and we'll post about them on our Instagram page too. We always like to keep up with our guests and because you guys are always doing new things. And awesome. <laughs> it's so fun to see. And that's the adventure of life with the Lord is that it's never over until we're with Him in heaven, Amen. which will be the best ever. Amen. So, you know, He's always taking us to new places and always surprising us and it's just really fun. It is so much fun. It is so much fun. Absolutely. So the, the last question, maybe the last, we'll see. Um, but what did I miss? What is something that is on your heart that you feel like our listeners need to hear or just something new God is teaching you that you'd like to share? Man, I think we really, I think we touched on it when we were talking about surrender. Mm. Um, it is something that I didn't fully understand or grasp or do well. <laughs> I think I tried to always surrender, but didn't understand exactly what it meant until I took the leap and did it. Mm-hmm. And just to reiterate what we said before, it is so freeing on the other side. And that doesn't mean life's perfect. It doesn't mean we won't run into roadblocks again, but just yeah. getting comfortable with the practice of surrendering is it's changed my whole life. It's changed my whole life. Um, and you know, the future that I had planned for myself, I thought was good, but the future that God has planned for me and that I'm seeing come out to play, come, come out to play, come to fruition, (laughs) (laughs) come to fruition. Um, more beautiful than I could have ever imagined. Like I could have never even fathomed the beauty that he is pouring into my life in taking that leap and in surrendering. So um, that's been on my heart a lot. And I just want to share that with everybody else because it brings so much joy. Yes. And just what an honor, like you, you honor God so profoundly with your life. And when you share that testimony and give him the glory I think it just brings a smile to his face and he's just so good. Yes, he is so good. So So good. (laughs) And thank you so much for being on the show. It was so wonderful to talk to you. And please do keep us posted on everything as you roll out these new programs and initiatives. And um, we will link in the show notes so everybody can figure out where to find you. And listeners out there, if you want to start running... We found your coach. I love it. Um, do you just work with people in the Charlotte area or can you do? No, actually, I don't have any clients in Charlotte. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I work with clients virtually. Yep. Okay. Perfect. I mean, everything's virtual now anyway. Yes, it is. It's the world we live in. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Jess. What a great conversation with Maria. I just adore her. Um, Please give her a follow. Check out all the amazing work that she's doing. Um, As I wrap up today, I was, you know, I listened back to the episode from last week as I was making my show notes. I realized my outro was a little bit of a downer, Um, but it was also, you know, very real of just how I've been processing this whole flood situation. And one thing I love about the Lord that Maria and I talked about today is how He provides in small ways and big ways, in unexpected ways. And I just feel like this past week at church, He provided exactly a word of encouragement that I needed. 
for everything that I shared in our last episode. And our pastor was speaking from uh, Peter, the book of Peter, chapter three. And Peter is clarifying the certainty of the coming of Christ. But, you know, th- this whole passage that he was talking about is this reminder to remember. Remember who we are. Remember who Christ is. Remember the things he's promised. Remember that he's coming back again. And at the very end, Our pastor said, what God has promised will be delivered. Simply because something hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it won't happen. When our preference becomes our priorities, then God's priorities become our liabilities. (laughs) So meaning when the things we prefer are the things we seek after, then the things of God take a back seat and maybe don't seem as glamorous or as good for us. And we feel the need to get Him out of the way. But when the things of heaven and the things of God become our focus, it's like everything else fades away. And the inconvenience of a flooded condo or lack of progress in some area of your life doesn't necessarily seem like an inconvenience anymore. Instead, you can see it as an opportunity to experience a new side of God's character and to see His provision in a new way. And... um, I don't know. I was just really blown away and thankful for that reminder. You know, I know in context that passage is about the second coming of Jesus, but I also felt like it was a little wink from God, um, just reminding me that He sees me. He remembers. He knows what I'm going through. He knows what you're going through. And simply because something hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it won't happen. Um that was just something that really spoke to my heart and the reminder that I needed. And so I thought maybe somebody out there needed to hear that as well. So I'm going to leave you with that today and just the continual reminder of what Maria shared about the freedom on the other side of obedience can be so sweet and so profound. And um, I just hope you experience a taste of that freedom this week. So I'm sending you lots of love and we'll be back next time. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you'd help spread the word. Check back here for new episodes dropping every other Thursday. You can follow along on social media at Collected Ministries. If you would like to support Collected by making a tax-deductible contribution, please visit collectedministries.org slash donate. The Collected Podcast is also on Patreon at patreon.com slash thecollectedpodcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Become a patron for as little as a dollar a month to gain access to bonus content, early bird ticket sales, giveaways, and more. You can also find Tia at Tia McNelly Notes and Jess at Spreza Foundry. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to support and prevent unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. The Collected Podcast is produced by Jess Biondo and edited by Jacob Early. Music is by Asaf Elan.